0: Hi, I'm Leanne Blaney, adventure coach, speaker, and award-winning author. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast, where we are having conversations about what might be holding you back and how to move forward to achieve your dream life. Come along on a journey and set yourself up by having freedom in your choices, becoming grounded and centered, and learn how to speak from the heart. For more information, go to leanneblaney.com. Let's ignite your life. Trish Jenkins is an author and speaker who works with people and organisations who want to build resilience, adapt to change and lead effectively. That takes courage. Trish's personal story of unexpected imprisonment and its colourful characters will unlock your brave so you can adapt to changing circumstances, rise to challenges and live life to the full. Hi Trish, welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast. I'm so excited to be here Leanne. I'm really excited too, because I'm looking forward to hearing your story and about our theme today, especially because it's unlock your brave in an uncertain world. But first, let's start with you know your story and how you got to where you are today.
1: Well, great. Okay, then. Well, you know, uh, back in the 2000s, I was working for a fellow who ran a mutual fund, a managed fund. What I didn't know is that he was a crook and he was stealing the investors' money, including mine. And uh, my role was as a, an authorised representative and I was the contact person for people who invested and my job was to make sure they got paid each month, including myself. And there came a time when he said, oh, there's no payment this month. Now, it wasn't guaranteed, but uh, that was the first time that had happened and I had to let people know and some people asked for their money back and they got it. And so that was reassuring. But then the next month it happened again and then another month and became increasingly difficult and people did become upset and fearful and frightened and demanding and he became harder to find. What he was really doing, Leanne, was a Ponzi scheme, which uh, if you don't know, that is where you think your money has gone into something and the bit that's coming back to you you think is your increase but it's in fact a little bit of your own money or someone else's and it more money has to go in to keep people getting paid and and it eventually it's not sustainable and it implodes well i didn't know that he didn't have any money to pay people he just stopped because he'd been actually stealing it and i'm the muggins that is the contact person that people are phoning emailing turning up at my house asking begging, demanding money. Now you may know that frightened people can be frightening people. And it was really, really stressful. And I was left out on my own trying to deal with it. And I wasn't overly trained in dealing with this sort of thing. Just the necessary training you would normally have. And it got to the point over these months that my resilience ran out. And I became desperate. And I became emotionally invested with everyone and I finally said to him look you've got some money over here can I use that just for now to give them some relief because some of them had become dependent on it. He said all right do that and I knew that it wasn't quite the right way to do it I just didn't realize how seriously wrong it was. Even though I didn't steal any money what I did was I used money that was meant for something else and I misused funds. Leanne I'd like to dress it up to make it look better than what it is. I can't. That's what it is. That's that's what happened. That's what I did. And I can't undo it. If I could, I certainly would, but I can't. And very shortly after that, uh, someone reported him to the authorities and I was invited for an interview where I said, look, I still didn't know that he'd stolen the money I said look things have been hard um look I did do this temporarily uh please tell me what to do because you know if you like I can replace that from my mortgage you know I'm, I'm quite happy to do that if that balances things up and they said you did what and I went oh this is not feeling really good and from then on, it was a slippery slope where we were put into voluntary liquidation, which is when all your assets get sold up until there's nothing left. And that so that happened over a period of a year and a half or so. And when there was nothing left, including our home uh, had gone, I was served with papers charging me with fraud. Now, that's an F word. That makes me very uncomfortable, mm. you know. That was just horrific and uh, that took another year and a half of toing and froing during which time i researched and wrote a, a book i didn't publish it but i needed to know where i'd gone wrong how did i miss it and so i researched all i could on how people get sucked into these things and how i had been deceived and where i'd missed it and uh, I, i've since published that uh, afterwards but what that led to Leanne was I, in January '09, I went to court, and I came home eight months later. Mm. I went to prison. So my husband and my three little girls were left to fend for themselves, and he moved us we moved in prior to going to court, we moved in with my parents, uh, just in case. And the just-in case happened. So our little girls, Chelsea, was ten, and we have uh, twin girls who were Felicity and Olivia. They were seven at the time, so they were without their mummy, and he was without his wife for the best part of a year.
0: Very uncertain
1: mm-hmm. for them and for you. Mm-hmm. Around what's
0: happening? Yeah, yeah. So
1: that was a big odyssey
0: mm-hmm. that,
1: that I went through. Uh, which I do talk about. I'm a professional speaker, so I speak at conferences and I sometimes I speak on financial matters about watch out for this, watch out for that. These are the questions you need to ask before you put your money in things. And uh, that's how I got started speaking afterwards. And sometimes I'm asked to speak in a more inspirational way about it's not what happens to you, it's how you respond. And I had to learn to respond in a way that... You know the strongest prison bars are in your head, mm. and I know that for sure because I've experienced the real thing. And I had to go through that prison experience, which was terrifying. So we're here to talk about being brave in mm. uncertainty, and we'll we'll do that. Uh, it was scary. There were scary-looking people in there, mentally ill people. There were just it was just awful. It was you know I, I entered an environment full of full of. Um, dishonest, uh, lying, manipulative, cruel, uh, sarcastic, um, dysfunctional people, and then I got to meet the prisoners. Mm.
0: <laughs> that's a scary <laughs> you can imagine,
1: That's just the people who work there. So, yeah. <laughs> so I had this odyssey that I went through and, and I had to draw on 20 years of, of personal and professional development and discover what actually does work and what's just superficial cliched fluff that, that motivators spout and you find out, well, that, that really didn't land well, you know, <laughs> what actually really does work. And, uh, and then coming home, I had to decide, you know, I, I found myself unemployable and my background was sales and finance. Who's going to hire someone with a fraud conviction mm. to do that job? The local supermarket didn't want to hire me; had a criminal record. What am I supposed to do? You know, I had to look at well, what, what can I offer?
0: It's interesting that you say it's how you respond too, isn't it? Because there's a couple of ways that you could have gone, really. Because you, you, you hear about you know people having a traumatic event, and this is like an extreme traumatic event, and they can let it define them, or you cannot. And you can move forward so i'm really curious to find out from you how you are able to go well this is not just who i am and go downhill but to actually redefine who you were and move forward
1: yes look i'd like to say it was an upward trajectory because i had this revelation and off i went but quite honestly the reality is there were good days and bad days when i first well the really frightening t- – there were several stages of fear. One was before I went to jail wondering if I would. Mm. Uh, then there was while I was in there and then coming home. And, and your listeners are in business, so I'll, I'll focus a lot on that. But but the, the principles are the same. You. Fear is a funny thing. Uh, what I know now, I would have handled it better knowing what I know now as we all would. Your body tells you something's amiss before you actually realise that you're frightened. Mm. Your, your body, your nerves. And, and so uh, first thing I would say is listen to your body. Catch it. Uh, the earlier you catch it, the better you can get on top of it. Mm. I did have days when I came home that it was all – because I, I thought it would be great. I thought once you're home, everything's going to be fine. But it was like I exhaled and broke in pieces. Mm. and had to had to pick up again and i there were days when i did go to bed and pull the covers over there were a few days like that but i had three little girls and a husband who had also kind of been in their own prison Mm. without me their own misery their own fear their own uncertainty you know going to school without mummy Uh, you know and and, and not really knowing what's going on and uh, they were my motivation they deserved and here's the thing when you're going through something you've got to think about who is watching what are you modeling for them that is more important than you Uh, you know I had three little girls particularly that You know, we want to tell our kids, we want to teach our kids how to be resilient and how to face tough times. It's much harder to model it. You know, this was theory in action and I had to show them how to show up, how to get up again. And sometimes it's easier to do it when it's for someone else than for yourself,
0: Mm.
1: you know. And I had to decide how else can I see this? And there are three questions I've learned to ask that if your listeners take away nothing else, these three questions will help them. Well, the first thing is catch it early, listen to your body. But these three questions changed, change everything. And one is circumstances are normally about that you might have an upset or, or a fearful thing that's to do with another person. You know maybe it's an aggressive co-worker or, or a family member or something so there's the person there's the situation that you're in and there's you right so the three questions go like this and I did this with people in prison who were very scary because a lot of them have a lot of dysfunction and uh, sometimes their mental health is not logical so you're dealing with that and and uh, you know some people are just naturally hateful and don't like other people so you've got to be careful so there are scary people so the first question is how else can I see this person because we see a scary person and we make assumptions about them but what you've got to understand is all scary people are scared all aggression is based in fear they are frightened whether they know it or not they are or whatever it might be so how, el- how else can I see this person how else can I see these circumstances because we see the circumstances through the lens of our own injustice it's not fair um, you know this shouldn't happen to me you know what's another perspective of what's going on what other how else can I see it and the third one is how am I showing up in this? Because fear can make us aggressive or it can make us lie because we don't want to hurt the other person's feelings. Now, I'm not saying you go out of your way to tell someone they look fat in that dress. I'm not, you know, that's crazy. That's 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 just rude and inconsiderate. But I am talking about if you have to have a difficult conversation, how are you going to show up in that so that, And when you ask the three questions together, it will help you have that conversation more effectively. And quite often what you'll turn to instead of being fearful or angry, you will have compassion Mm. and that will change everything about you. You know, I'm sitting in prison with these people around me and I would start to feel sorry for myself. And here's the other thing. Self-pity is your biggest enemy, not fear. Self-pity. And I would look to the person on my left, and there's a woman who cannot read and write. And that's part of the reason why she's in there. Mm. Because she she just found herself in circumstance. Then I'd look to the other side, and there would be a woman who is glad to be in prison because she's not getting belted up every day. My self-pity disappeared, you know. So, yeah, that's how do you deal with fear? You've got to change how you see because how you see determines how you succeed. Not everything that goes on in your head is true. Most people just go with. And if you can catch yourself, particularly with fear, we'll feel it, our spidey senses feel it, we feel it in our body, and it is our body trying to protect us. Fear is your friend. But it's not a very good friend. No. <laughs> it's it's that friend who hangs out with you who sometimes makes you feel like crap but they adore you. And mm. you just go, "Oh. Oh, you know, and every now and again you get a bit fed up with them but but they still hang around." So, I'm not saying don't fear anything because fear is fear is what keeps us safe. Fear is what makes us put our seatbelt on. It's it's, you know, we it's what makes us careful when we're walking alone at night we shouldn't have to but the reality is we do if we're walking um if there's a group of drunken men on the other side of the road we're you know we we want to be inconspicuous we shouldn't have to but it's how it is mm. fair enough it's you know i'm <laughs> i'm not mm. going to speak at a symposium about you know how we can change that i do my thing um fear is our friend however think of it like another voice in your head which often sounds like my mother who wants to protect me she didn't want me speaking out in public about going to prison because she wanted me to be shielded from what that might mean that somebody might give me a hard time Mm. the shame the public humiliation of having been found out but here's what I found Leanne you know, when, when, I, when I thought about that and I thought, do I want to go public and tell people I went to prison? And I had to re- I had to make a decision about the value of what I offer and the value of the people it's for. And I realised that my message is more important than my pride. Because really the fear is the fear of humiliation that I'll be exposed as a bad person. Well, it was in the paper. Like I had been publicly named as, you know, I was officially a criminal. doesn't get much worse than that.
0: Mm.
1: And I think, well, if if what I went through, if I can bring something from what I went through that helps someone else, then it'll be worth it. Mm. So I shifted my perspective away from the fear of being exposed to the honour of having my story heard and having someone say, my goodness, that helped me. Thank you so much.
0: And, and it's very courageous of you to do that because there's a lot of that around. I've I've heard people say, oh, no, I can't put my real story out there or I can't tell them everything because there's a lot of shame around things, isn't there? Mm. We do have these people that want to keep us safe like our parents, but there's also that shame that society puts on us for, for being a certain way. And I know that's something that I always think of is someone's behaviour doesn't define who that person is. And I really truly, that's how that gets me through, very similar to your question, is, you know, about that person. And then you go into the situation um, and then yourself. But I think it's really, really important if we want to be brave in this uncertain world, because it is very uncertain, we know what challenging times we've had, is to have those tools, isn't it, to be able to go, hey, this is what's happening, and like you said, catch those thoughts before they happen.
1: Yes, being on top of it. And you're right, mm-hmm. we are in uncertain times and we think, well, how can we start a business or grow a business? You know, there's there's all this chatter online and, and in the news about how bad things are. Look, things have always been bad. When I was at uni, we were required to read an article that C.S. Lewis wrote called Learning in Wartime. And he asks the question and answers the question about why bother learning anything why bother going to university if you're gonna join up serve your country and get shot on the front line what's the point point? and the point is that history has always been dangerous and volatile anything can knock us off at any point we can get run over by a bus and die but we can't let it stop us. Now, we take calculated risks for sure. You know, there's there's certain precautions that we need to be aware of, uh, what the warning signals are, but we can't let that stop us from moving forward. And sometimes I'll say to myself, okay, what is the worst case scenario? So when that little, that 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 friend in your head says, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. It's like, okay, thank, I, I actually have a conversation. i say, look, thank you for wanting to protect me what is it that you're actually what do you think will happen what's the worst thing that can happen okay and then you hear that and you think well is that likely and how bad would that be and you can actually prepare an answer so and then say you know what we'll be okay thank you for warning me but we'll be okay. And sometimes I like, well, what is, I mean, in life, what is the worst-case scenario? What is the end of the line of anything happening? Could I suggest it is that we die? Hmm. Like, w- would you say that's, I mean, yes, there are some some things are worse than death, not many, but, but generally speaking, we'd say, you know, death. Uh, so I've got news for your listeners. You are going to die. Uh, just maybe not today you know the, it, eventually yes so in yourself you do need to answer the question am I am I prepared for that am I ready do I have uh, if you're a person of faith do you have an eternal um, perspective on that do you have peace about it because it's going to happen um, look I'm I'm not so excited about any suffering that might proceed the crossing over mm. uh, that's that's not one that i really want to visit um so i will sort of take precautions around that look after my health you know eat well exercise as much as i can wear my seatbelt. Mm. Um, that's the end of the line so uh if you do this thing like if i give a speech am i gonna die from it unlikely and so you've got to think well what is it about this business Uh, um, you're not going to die however then move back from that and say well what are the risks don't let them swim around in your head write them down what are the things that can go wrong what and what can I do about that to mitigate it I'll give you one tip is um with investing the world because I'm investing again and that took a lot of courage to get back into but I only invest what I can afford to lose there are only two rules of investing number one only invest what you can never invest more than you can afford to lose and rule number two is see rule number one Mm. that's the world of investing if you want to do cryptocurrency go right ahead as long as you can afford you know just just do a few hundred bucks just you know just just well i'm I'm not going to say an amount because that might be everything to someone Mm. but um you know easy easy and then when you invest, when you go into business and you're doing business with people, then you do need to be equipped and have your boundaries in place. Because where where women particularly get messed up is in uh, personal relationships in business, where they're scared to ask for an invoice to be paid, or they're in business with their lover or partner of some kind, and they've they've loaned him money to set him up because you. We, we want to help those we love and then if it goes badly you can be sure that that's going to affect the relationship you start a hair salon with your best friend and then they are more interested in posing and doing makeup and going off with people mm-hmm. and you're left with the hard work there, there are due diligence preparations questions to ask checklists to go off and that's what's written i've got all those in in the book that I mentioned that I'd um, I think I mentioned it so I have a book for women in business and finance about things you need to ask questions checklists to protect you from uh from yourself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in uh, in finance and relationships
0: yeah and I think that's something that a lot of women need isn't it? because we do we are so trusting we want to be trusting which is not a bad trait it's just you've got to do as you say your due diligence um because you need to find out what the risks are, because there are risks in a lot of things in, as you say, joint ventures, collaborations, going into partnership with yeah. your loved ones. There's things to be aware of. But well, I've loved today, Trish, it's been wonderful talking to you about this, and I think there's so much more that we could delve into. But I think if, if our listeners really want to know more about you or and what you do, where's the best place for them to go? Well, there's my website,
1: speakertrishjenkins.com, and they can also uh, watch some videos if they'd like to. My YouTube channel, I'd love you to visit my YouTube channel. It's just youtube.com slash Jenkins. It's my name. Search for that. Um, and if they could like and subscribe, that would be great. I'm trying to get some more <laughs> subscribers there. But, yeah, so my website is speakertrishjenkins.com and the YouTube channel. Just, just search Trish Jenkins on YouTube and
0: you'll find me. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Igniters, I really appreciate Trish sharing her story and what it has taught her around being brave in an uncertain world. Her three questions are key for getting perspective and allowing you to move through your fear. If you want to contact Trish, go to her website, speakertrishjenkins.com. For more about achieving your goals, go to my website, leanneblaney.com.